Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right on Radio. Yeah, this is a bonus edition. I changed my background and everything to make it somewhat like a bonus edition. Uh, The theme of this show is to live right in the real world. And how do you do that? Well, we're not going to tell you how to live right, but we're going to tell you about the real world and you decide how to live right. And one of our listeners approached me a little while back and she is really, really uh, into, you know, emotional intelligence and, and the harm that emotions are doing to us inside and it creates disease and things like that. And you know what? It's a fellow, fellow listener. It's a sister in Christ that's coming into you and she's coming from across the pond. Her name is Mandy and she's from Scotland. Mandy, welcome to Right On. Hi there. How are you all? How are you doing? This is the greatest day of my life. Mandy, thank you for asking. And how about you? I'm fantastic. I'm delighted to be here and joining you, Jeff. Yeah, you could have also said it's far out, solid, and right on, right on, right on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll leave that to you, I think. (laughs) Listen, uh, so this is a really interesting uh, topic because you're right. Emotions can really, really hold people down, and it can make our prayers actually uh, not as effective as well. Uh, And so I really kind of, this topic just came up and we said, let's do it. So Mandy, what made uh, controlling your emotions important to you? Oh, well, um, I went through the majority of my life with no control or any idea that it was possible to control and choose your emotions um, until I was basically pretty much crippled. Um, I didn't sleep for maybe about six months through pain, just lying in my bed. I was just in so much pain. If I wanted to stand up, I had to walk my hands up my legs to lift my body up um, and likewise going down. Uh, And then I was just very, very fortunate. Or now I suppose I look back and God was there and God led me into a situation where I went to do some Pilates and this guy, he just laughed at me and he was like, you can't do Pilates. You're broken. You're very, very broken. (laughs) Lie down on this table. And he just did all this weird stuff. It's the best way I can describe it. He would test some muscles and tap and stroke and just weird stuff. And then I got up and I put my feet on the ground and I just stood up. And it was like, it was incredible. I had no pain. And I was just like, what What the hell's just happened? I walked across the room and I walked back and I was like, oh my God, like you're a genuine miracle worker. I went home and uh, <laughs> a few days later, I was speaking on the phone and uh, I got off the phone. That was a phone signal, not a devil signal, by the way. Um, <laughs> I was speaking on the phone and uh, I got off the phone and about half an hour to an hour later, all this pain came flooding back, like back to 98% pain from no pain. And I phoned the guy up and had a chat with him and he said, well, it must be emotional. And so that's that was the first thing I'd ever realized that emotions 
were anything, had any effect on anything. They, they weren't just something that, well, you went to the pub and you just drank or you numbed in some way or another. And then I started to learn all this stuff about emotions and how to downregulate them essentially in the scientific term and make them less. And it still amazes me to this day, literally, it still amazes me the difference you can make to somebody by treating an emotion. Like even people kind of frozen shoulders because of an, an emotion they've been carrying since they were a two-year-old. But because we are not taught how the emotions work, then we don't know how to we don't know how to solve them. Like, would you like me to share with you how our emotions actually work? Well, yeah, I, I want to get there, but uh, because we're going to have some questions right off the bat. So you had said a couple things, and, and we'll get to the emotions and, and the the healing and overcoming of those things. And, and yeah, you actually sent me a testimonial of someone having a frozen shoulder done, and so that, <laughs> that really pecked my interest with this. But what did this man do to you on that table? <laughs> So what he was doing was he was practicing a therapy um, called proprioceptive dash deep tendon reflex. So a deep tendon reflex is what we know is what the doctor would do if they hit your below your knee and you go. And the, yeah, you your knee to jump up. Yeah, that's a deep tendon reflex. But we've got loads of them. We have them behind our eyes. Anywhere there's a tendon you can create a deep tendon reflex. And the proprioception bit is obviously the proprioception bit. <laughs> so it's where our hands are. It's that, that sounds that, like a dirty word. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> the table's there. So you put the cup on the table and you don't drop the cup on the floor. It's, it's knowing where you are in, okay. in the world is proprioception. Me knowing that there's a dog on my lap just now, so I don't just get up and walk away and the dog falls off my lap. Okay, uh, so I, I did not know the definition of the word. It's the first time I ever heard oh, it. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, so that's it. why I asked. And, and so what he was doing was he was essentially releasing the pressures and that that were binding these tendons and, and locking you up, to, for lack of a better word, but he was able to relieve it but it came back shortly afterwards because the problem wasn't solved. And that's when you discovered that it was more emotional. Am I following so far? Yeah, pretty much. So the way that this therapy works is that um, a surgeon actually figured out a way to talk to the brain through the nerve endings. And it's the brain that makes the tendons and the muscles contract up. So he was talking to the brain and telling the brain that, you know, this trauma here from me falling off my horse was was not a trauma anymore because it had happened maybe 10 years ago. So he was telling that area to tell my brain that it was okay so the brain could stop protecting it. it it's incredible. It's an incredible therapy. It was created by a surgeon called Jose Palomar, a Mexican surgeon, and he no longer operates anymore because this is so effective at changing stuff inside the body because it goes through the root cause and then that was it is that it's not always a physical root cause sometimes it's emotional 
So you have well, to know, you know how what? to there's, the there's so much truth to that because I know in parts of Asia and things like that, they uh, they literally do not have to do surgery because they figured out that, that God has wired you. And, and let's face it, back at, you know, a couple thousand years ago, you wouldn't want to go see a surgeon, you know. Well, yeah, bleed. exactly. You know, they, <laughs> let's bleed him. Like, that's all they would do, right? You know, uh, let's cut him yeah. open and hang him for a few days if he lives, you know. Uh, but so, you know, but they, this, this science goes back, you know, a thousand years or more and, uh, and you can do it, but let's get into the emotional part of it because this is really what the, the, the topic is and uh, what kind of emotions are bad for us, Mandy? Any, any fear-based emotion, you know, um, we, 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 we are taught the opposite of love is hate. But actually, the opposite of love is fear. So anything that's fear-based, worry, confusion, shame, guilt, you know, even some of these emotions they are talked about in the Bible, you know, um, shame shame is a burden, guilt is a burden you shouldn't bear. I am still learning, I, but I love bringing God into my work. You know, the reason that it's a burden that we should not, bear is because shame is not our choice. It's somebody else that puts shame upon us. And so if we choose to carry it, that's our choice, but that's not what God wants. God wants us to choose to not carry the shame other people want to give us. Well, and you've said something really, really powerful there, Mandy, because uh, the power of the tongue cuts deeper than the wound of a sword. Absolutely. And, and if someone tells you as a child, look, you're no good. You're never going to be this. Well, the, you know, 1% of the people might be motivated by that, but it scars the other 99%, right? And, well, and yeah. buried in the back of our subconscious, it, it's essentially kind of a programming, right? They're putting it into you. And, and this can happen as an adult, you know, um, you know, if someone says, you know, makes fun of your weight or something like that, you know, and then because people are way too concerned about how other people perceive them, first of all. Massively, and, massively. And there were wise words that I remember a guy at church told me years ago. So we were talking about it and, and you know, I realized at that point in time because I'd studied psychology of sales and all kinds of things that led to this, but people spend or a lot of people, not all people, but a lot of people will spend up to 80% of their day worrying about how other people perceive them. So they're just worried about how what other people think of them. And, and then, so what this guy, Ray, said to me, is he said, Jeff, if you're wondering about what other people are thinking about you, they're not. They're That's thinking it. about themselves, Right. And oftentimes, if someone puts something like a shame or a judgment on you, they're actually judging themselves. They're doing it because they're hiding something very similar. Absolutely. Every single judgment that we make or every single judgment we hear is never about us. But all equally, every single judgment we make is, is a way to get freedom for ourselves because we can learn from every judgment we make by flipping it around. And that's like one of my biggest things that I teach people to do is to flip this around because it, it changes our life. Because as soon as we stop 
getting caught on this thing, this judgment, because you notice it's not just one thing you judge as well. It's everything. Everything's an idiot or everything's stupid or everything's annoying because actually it's I've you. <laughs> oh, come back. Come on, laptop. Come on, you can do it. Oh, well, it looks like back. we're back. Sorry about that. A little bit of internet problems that happens from time to time, of course. But yeah, I've, I think everyone's met that person who just constantly is saying, oh, that person's stupid or this sucks or, you know, the, the Debbie Downer or whatever. And, and, you know, one of the keys to this is, you know, I often talk about, Mandy, that God hears every single thought, right? And, and if you think about it, God has a shipping and receiving department, okay? So if you keep saying, man, this day sucks, God kind of hears, okay, let's give let's give that person more. This day sucks, you know? Um, like, honestly, it, it, it works that way, you know? Um, so anyways, let, let's get back to, uh, to the emotions and, and getting past with, with that person that's there. Sorry? Uh, so you were talking about that person who sees everything, everyone's an idiot and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just I didn't quite understand what you were saying. Um, yeah, so... That's because I'm speaking proper English. American. <laughs> 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 For sure. I know I'm trying to slow my speech down so uh, people can understand me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, if we're thinking that, say, everything's an idiot, what I like to do is I like to go, right, well, it can't be about them because I'm seeing it in everybody. How am I being an idiot? Where am I being an idiot in my life? And it can be something to do with, it can be anything. It's whatever comes to us is true to us. We don't even need to really think about it hard. And that's the beauty of this work. It's just like, well, where am I being an idiot? If we struggle, write it down. Often we can write down, and I know you're saying that sometimes the written word isn't as good because it can be read, but it helps us at times to write it down. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I think I think it is very good to write things down. I that was so for the audience, we were talking just a little bit before hitting the record button, and I was just explaining a, a couple things about the spirit realms. And essentially what I was saying was that God hears every one of your thoughts. Uh, the enemy cannot hear your thoughts. And that's why when people talk about things about the law of attraction and things like that, they they always ask, uh, you know, if you want the, you know, the secret and the law of attraction, if you want things to come true, uh, make a dream board, make a, write down your stuff every day, get up and write it down. And that's because if, if you're not talking to God, which spirit are you talking to? right um absolutely angels can make things happen too even if they're fallen mm, true that true that but yes no so um yes no so sorry that's the scottishism in me we say that we say yes no so <laughs> that's okay um <clears throat> so when you write it down and you go where am i an idiot whatever comes to you it is what you need to do to stop seeing other people in that way because you'll stop then judging yourself for not doing the things that you either should be doing or shouldn't be doing or whatever it may be. 
And it can all come from within. We all have this power within every single one of us. We just need to stop and do it. Mm. So I guess this could also be described for other uh, judgments, like, you know, uh, like judging someone else's appearance. Uh, what is it that I Anything. don't like about my appearance? Yeah, a lot of uh, I mean, there's such deep rooted problems that people have with their appearance as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, there's there's so many things, or you know, uh... it's every single judgment, every single judgment, and and you can when when you start practicing this a lot it starts making you stop judging people because you go to make a judgment and you go, oh, no, I don't want to judge myself like that. Right, okay. (laughs) You know what? This is actually very powerful, what you're talking about, Um, because it it not only helps with self-discipline and being intelligent about your emotions, uh, but it's... Self. Oh, I'm really sorry. I've, we've got I've got an unstable connection on my end, and I don't know I why. I don't know if it's you or me, to be quite honest. I don't. Yeah, know no, it seems that. to be at my end. I, it seems to be at my end. I might have to trim the video. I've never had to do that before, but uh, it might just happen. So, so overcoming these things and and understanding our thought process, and if we're putting out a negative thought we have to look internally to see where that negative thought came from. Absolutely. Because it can only come from us. And a lot of that's even just taking the responsibility for ourselves every time also changes our lives. Because as soon as we stop seeking externally, everything can change so quickly, like incredibly quickly. Uh, even just the way we approach a situation. Um, the most mind-bending one for me ever was, uh, I, I, historically, my mom and I didn't always get on the best. And uh, I used to get so worked up before I went to see her and I'd get worried and I would be creating, just thinking constantly about all the hell uh, worst worst things that were going to happen that always happened whenever I went to see her and then I was taught that you know think about just think about how you would like it to be imagine what you would want and I was like well you know I would just love to walk in her to give me a hug us to get on really well and just have a great time together and they were like well just keep just keep that just keep think holding that in your head every time you go to think about the negative the one you don't want just go no and it was incredible and ever since then my mom and I get on so well and it was just it was I can't I still tell people like all it took was me to change my mind about what was gonna happen like it was incredible yeah yeah, it is. So not only do you have the self-control, there's a gentleness in there. Um, there's respond, taking responsibility 
which is a big thing that uh, is really lacking in today's society, uh, taking personal responsibility, you know, uh, and, and by the way, if you're a leader, it's maybe even taking responsibility for things you didn't do. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have to, but we, we always have any situation we're involved in, we are responsible for in some way. And it's up to us to choose to look for that or not. Okay, so you gave an example earlier of a frozen shoulder. Yeah. When when you see someone and you oh your your shoulder is frozen, um, how do you correct that emotion in their life to unfreeze a shoulder? So what I do is I um let them find the emotion. I've got a great big massive chart of emotions and I let them find that emotion on that. And then basically what we do is we can't just go in and treat the emotion now because most emotions actually come from the first seven years of our lives when we're little sponges and every adult around us, you know, the, the doorbell rings and mum does this, the, phone rings and dad does this and we we learn all these different patterns of behavior and when this thing happens this is how all these different people do it and then when we become adults we start implementing the patterns we've watched and we've learned because that's all we know and we invite people into our lives who are going to trigger the those initial traumas that we got. So we invite people into our life that maybe look a bit like mom or sound a bit like dad or have your brother's mannerisms and they'll trigger you and you'll get annoyed at them. <laughs> but actually that's to help heal you. So when I'm treating people, we go back to the initial wound. We find out, you know, is it is it in the now? You know, is it in the existence now? And if so, Where's it coming from? Is it a person? Is it an opportunity? Is it something to do with maybe money? You know, there's a whole load of different categories it could be to do with. And then we go back to when they're a child and we look to see when was the first time you experienced this? Because that's the initial trauma. That's the core wound that we are looking to heal. And then I've got... I don't know, I think I've got five or six different ways at the moment of letting the emotion go or helping the per showing the person, allowing the person to heal that emotion. And then I bring them back and because we've got rid of it in the now and in the original, like the first seven years of life, the first time it happened, it goes. And a lot of the time that's all you need after I did the course that taught me all this stuff, I would normally be knackered and I was still very emotional at that time. So knackered and teary and awful after the course. But after I did this creative emotional wizardry course, um, I was skipping through Paris going, oh, I've got so much energy. I feel amazing. And the biggest problem for me about that course was it was all based around God and it's speaking with God. And that was the thing that I always struggled with. But now I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm, I'm loving it because I can, I feel the connections getting stronger and stronger. 
Uh, it's just fantastic. So is is that was that one of the things that led you to being saved going to that course? I think everything has had its yeah. That was one of the first things, and it, I really had to get over the biggest resistance to it. I used to be one of the people I would call people who went to church and who read the Bible. I would call them God botherers and stuff, you know. <laughs> um, I have repented. I have repented. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, it was the first step. And then I did some more courses that everything I seemed to go to was God. And then people coming into my life going, you know, the Bible's the only way, God's the only way. And I was like, that's been about eight people in two weeks. This is no coincidence, right? I have to pay attention here. <laughs> Amazing. And then how did you find Right On Radio? Uh, I actually found it through my friend who lives about a mile from me. She's, she, she's, oh, she has been a born again Christian for a long time. And she's an amazing source of knowledge. And she was like, that, oh, have you heard Right On Radio? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'll give them a wee listen. And I just loved it. Yeah, I just, yeah, I get so you teach me so much you and jesse like even just about the bible and stuff you just teach me so much it's great well i think we have about 40 listeners in your country uh if last time, I, last time i looked which you know is isn't bad um you know we've got tens of thousands around the world but uh, i think probably well probably about 40 was the last time i remember seeing the number all right so let's Make run sure through share this example. see if we can boost that for you <laughs> Let, let's let's run through an example i don't know if this will work but i'm really upset at jesse she does not listen to a thing i have to say does she not in what way? What? What? What's she? What's what? 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 What's? What's she not listening to, Jeff? <laughs> okay, I guess I should have walked. I should have anticipated this. This is live. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's so. I want her to be more careful than she is. Sometimes, I guess that's really what it comes down. To. And I'm really not that upset with her. Uh, I'm actually more upset with myself. Oh. This Why is working already. Hey. <laughs> this well, is when, when, already. Oh, so what sorry. is it? You you more upset with yourself? Yeah, no. Um So okay, you know what? I I not I started off as kind of a joke example, but I've got to take this seriously and I'll play along. So I will tell you the truth. I, I'm not uh, not saying anything behind Jesse's back because we've talked about this. But when she first called me, and I was called within an hour of uh, of the event that happened a week ago, significant event in her life. I don't want to be disrespectful and not say that what it was, but I don't want to rehash uh, no. memories as well. Um, and when she called me, she was completely broken. Uh, obviously. Hours later, uh, she was in fight mode and she was going to take a trek, uh, a very long trek to go there. 
to you know the scene and uh and i was concerned you know rental car let's do this let's do that and uh and she just like a just like a, a just like a shotgun shell you know she just went out of the barrel and was on going on her way there was no taking time to do anything you know and uh and, and, and I guess really, uh, my problem isn't with Jesse. Uh, it was me trying to understand how that works. And, and, you know, I actually prayed to God. It took me about a week to work through this, to tell you the truth. Um, and I really had to hear from God and he, and I, and I didn't hear in the time I wanted to hear. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I guess, you know, I don't have a pain or anything from it, but, uh, but that was that was an emotion that I was feeling strongly for a week, and and the emotion uh, caused confusion in my life, and I don't like to be in a spot of confusion. And why do you think it would cause confusion, though? Because I couldn't process it. I couldn't understand, uh, you know, part of her reactions. I couldn't understand. Uh, I didn't understand even my feelings and, and, and later I kind of figured it out, uh, to tell you the truth. It's, uh, it's because I live in a different country than her and it's difficult to get across the border without taking the hokey pokey, which I won't do, but I really felt helpless because I should have been there for her. And so you're right. What I was assigning to her, she's not listening to me really came back to me. It always does. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So probably wasn't the best example, but the audience just found out a little intimate thing about behind the scenes at the show. Well, the thing is, though, there's always there's always something amazing to get from every single situation. Like all we have to do is look for look for it. And, you know, the first the first kind of thing you said was, you know, it was about control. And so that would be, you know, where I would be looking to say, you know, is there something you're either trying to control or you're not trying to control that you should be trying to control in your life? And then that's, that's something you then go and work on in the background or, you know, you talk through and that kind of stuff. But well, that, yeah, that's and it was the fact that I couldn't go over I couldn't go sit beside her. So I was out of my control and yeah. And yeah, that, that's it. And I'm not a controlling person. It just, uh, I, when, when someone that I really, really care for is hurt, I want to be there. Right. As do we all. It's, it's just, it's the worst thing in the world to happen to anybody, isn't it? And well, yeah, we're not, no, no, no one's supposed to experience that, you know, no. and I know what happens, but it's, it doesn't make it any lighter for anyone. Indeed. Well, bless her. And we're all praying for her. Yeah. Well, she's, she's doing fine and she's, she's taken some time now, now that, uh, you know, things have settled a little bit and, uh, and things are going much better for her. And, uh, yeah. So what I want to say, uh, to the audience about this and, and what Mandy brings up. So we're talking a lot about emotions and, you know, this isn't new age stuff. Uh, you can be born again and have emotions. <laughs> this is not new age. And 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 understanding the science 
behind going to the emotions, and, and I have studied this, and I've actually taught about some of this stuff on the program before, what it is, if you really want to break it down, it's we were not supposed to be programmed the way we've been programmed through TV, through life, through, you know, all this stuff. And it's actually, you know, what, what Manny was saying, it's other people, including other medias, placing something into your being. And this is what, what Mandy's giving us right now is actually a very practical remedy that you can do yourself to help overcome a lot of stuff. Now, if you're in serious need of professional help, go get professional help, okay? Uh, that is something that I will stress here. Uh, we're not trying to replace any uh, doctors or psychologists or anything. There's some some things that, you know, really do need a professional, but this has so much merit to it. And, and I love the fact how Mandy is tying it into not only that, but our physical ailments. Can I share another way to heal yourself when you're in the moment and you may be angry or anxious or whatever? Can I share something you can physically do in that moment? I want you to. Yes. Fantastic. So shut your eyes and take a big, deep breath. And when you exhale, you you might not want to do this if you're in a lot of people, but I like to go, ah, audibly exhale right to the end because it physically relaxes the whole body. But after that, you can go down inside your body with your mind because every emotion either lives in our head throat, chest, stomach, or down in our um, loins. And uh, so you can go down to where you feel the tension and you can feel that emotion there. And you can ask that emotion, have you got something to teach me? Have you got something to tell me? Have you got something you want me to do? Whatever question feels right to you at that time, learn something from that emotion and then just breathe it out. So you breathe down in through your nose, into your, say, stomach. And then you just imagine as you breathe out through your mouth, the emotion being breathed out of your mouth. And each breath, you find that the tension gets less and less and less until it goes. And then what you can do is if you just want to do that work, if you're not in the moment and angry or whatever at that point if you just want to do some of this work there's often four or five or more or less emotions sitting in each area you can go down and you can sit there and you'll feel the whole emotion come over you and you can be like oh my god i feel anxious oh, i feel anxious right breathe it out breathe it out ask it the questions and breathe it out and then you can go back down and maybe there's fear or whatever and this is an ongoing work you can just do with yourself. And it's, you know, it's free and it's easy and it's not something that you're having to like dive really deep into traumas and stuff, but it's still really, really effective. And if you take action on the things that the emotions teach you, then that's how the emotions stay away is action is the key. Okay. So, so when you're when you're doing this, it's not a meditation per se. Yeah. It's 
or being aware of what what is inside of you, what is in your temple. And when you're breathing in, oh, I'm trying I'm trying to figure this out here. I'll show you something. Hold on, I'll load it up on my phone and let me let me show you. Uh, I can show you a diagram which will explain a little bit what I'm saying. Just two seconds. So see, oh, where's my camera? There. So see all these spots. They're related to different areas of the body. And this guy, the, this guy who did this work found that these are the spots that these certain emotions reside in. Okay, so for the listening audience, because a lot of people aren't, aren't on uh, on the video, in fact, the majority of our audience isn't on video, it was a picture of a, of a body, and essentially there's cross patterns and hundreds of nodes essentially pinpointed. And I guess this goes back to that... Uh, deep therapy that you got on the table even is identifying those spots and things like that. So I guess it's really what you're doing is you're just kind of searching your soul for what it is that's holding you back. And uh, what's interesting about that, it, it just comes to my mind, is essentially the mind will always justify the desire of your heart. And sometimes the desire of your heart is to be more miserable or to, to you know, want to embrace that uh, anger or the desire of your heart is to be more afraid of something. And so your mind will justify that, but we have to be extremely guarded in our thoughts because, again, God hears every thought. So we're trying to take this captured. We're trying to capture it and remedy it right away. And it almost always turns back to, you know, what's sitting in me that I have been doing or thinking that's not right. Yeah. And well, I'm looking for the truth in the situation and, you know, truth is not just true to you or true to me. Truth is truth. Truth is true to everybody. And so if you're sitting there going, well, I'm I'm useless. I can't do anything, right? You know, is that true that you cannot do a single thing, right? Is it really true? Because it's not true, not for anybody. Of course, we can do some things right and some things wrong. If you think you can't do anything right, it's more about how you're attached to being right rather than understanding that there's polarity in everything, duality in everything. And so you can't be right without being wrong. It's impossible. And, right. and that, that there's the freedom in that is that actually you have to learn to celebrate being wrong as well as celebrate being right. <laughs> well, you know, Edison went over a thousand uh, experiments with that light first light bulb, right? And uh, Yeah, exactly. Listen, failure is a good thing. And, and as I say, problems are opportunities for power. And, oh, and, and God wants us to be grateful in every situation. Yes, in every situation. Every situation. So that's it. It's finding the gratitude. But again, that's the choice of us. And if we are maybe think we are getting more from something else, we'll maybe choose the, the other thing. So when we have a negative emotion, um, 
we should always question why, what is it in me that is causing this negative emotion? Not, not to assign it to the, to, if, if there's someone else that's perhaps causing this, as you said, oh, that person's an idiot or that person doesn't know what they're doing or, or, uh, you know, various other things. What is it in me that is causing me to say that? Exactly. Yep. That's, that's where the freedom lies. Sorry, there's a cat peeking over my laptop. <laughs> and, and, and so what's, what's interesting as well about this is, is it's all spirit work because you cannot touch a thought. You cannot touch an emotion. So it's not physical. It has spiritual, but it, the, but a negative spiritual will manifest in the physical. And that's why people's shoulders are locking up and all these different things. Exactly. We, we, we are manifesting every moment of every day. And the only thing that changes what we're manifesting is our subconscious. And as you said before, that's the thing that's running away, worrying about what people think of us. And we need to have control of that and be using that to create what we want, especially now. Now we like more than ever, there's no point sitting on Telegram looking at everything that is on there, all the bad news and stuff, because it's giving power to that. Yeah. So <clears throat> in other words, when we're looking at the negative stuff, actually, let, let me just read what the Bible says about the negative stuff. Um, so we have our fears, the fears of death, poverty, criticism, bad health, loss of love, and old age. Those are fears. And then we have emotions, pride, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, and envy. So that's what the Bible has identified as all of our negative emotions. And what we're encouraging you to do is to seek out the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, goodness, and self-control. And gratitude. Yes. Gr having a gratitude attitude as always. <laughs> yeah, it's just so important. And, you know, it's, it's, it literally, we, we, We've all been programmed and taught, as you said, to seek to look externally to solve our problems. You know, it's the doctor or the surgeon. You know, it's always someone else that can solve your problems. But we live in an upside down world, and it's just not. That's very, very true. And by the way, uh, just as uh, on some other notes that are related to this, uh, we do have. Uh, where is it? Sorry, I'm just looking for it. Uh, Lenka's course is available and it's Unleash the Supernatural and she has a detox thing on there. Go to writeonyou.com. Uh, you'll want to check it out. Some people are having some incredible results with it. It really, really is a good course. Um, Mandy, I, I love the fact that you're just a listener and reached out. You're not a professional podcast or anything and you uh, were willing to come on. Uh, what a joy having you. I know that the rest of the Write On uh, Radio family is going to enjoy having met you through this way. Uh, do you have any final words before we close off the broadcast? 
just, you know, look after yourself because nobody else is going to, you know. You've got one body and one mind and it's the most important thing that you have. So look after it. Well, we are called to steward it, that is for sure. Uh, we're called to steward other things. And and many of us, uh, you know, including myself, probably could steward the body a little bit better than we have in the past. And uh, and listen, the emotions, are, it's so true because think about it. If, you're, if you've been laid off work, which is, uh, many, many people are going through right now, and, and you're thinking, man, I don't have enough to, to get to the bills done at the end of the month. And you know, and if you're, if you keep thinking, I don't have enough, I don't have enough, I don't have enough. And then you pray to God saying, God, I don't have enough. Will you, will you provide? Well, God knows what you're saying, but he's also knowing that you're praying not in faith. You're, you're not actually believing it, right? Because you're suffering with these emotions and you're saying, I don't have enough. Uh, please God help me. And God will help you not have enough sometimes. I'm sorry to say. Uh, it is. But, but it's you, awareness. Once we have awareness, then we can change it, can't we? That's right. So it's it's more changing it to God. I'm going through a difficult time, but I know you are enough. And I know you are faithful. And I know that you say that even if the birds of the air don't have to worry where they get theirs from, why should I, being a child of God, uh, have to worry as well. So it's uh, having that attitude, that little shift and dealing with some stuff inside of you. Thanks again, Mandy. So just for a bonus episode of Right On Radio, uh, remember, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that like button if you do not mind. Please do hit that like button and even share if you thought this was good. Uh, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.